Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I'm Layla London, aka The Curious Girl. Now, just to let you know, this podcast is not suitable for work. It's also not suitable for anybody under 18. But the rest of you consenting adults, let's get ready to talk about my sex life, sex in general, and everything in between in explicit, raunchy, fun detail. All right, here we go. jumped into my dominant mode and I told him to get the fuck up against the wall, get his dick hard, and I'm going to show him how to get me off. When you have sex with me, seriously, I want it to be an experience. I mean, I want you to be blown away. I sort of want to put the pressure on women, but I also want to take it off in the sense that we don't get a great education and there aren't a lot of resources out there for young women when they're learning about sex in their bodies. I'm still going to tell them how to do the right things. I'm going to tell them what I like. I'm going to grab their hips, grind on their pubic bone and pull them in close and whatever I need to do, I'm going to reach down and touch my clit. I'm going to bring my sex toys. I know how to get off. Ladies, I'm going to say this. We are the smarter of the sexes. Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I am Layla. Well, I am so excited to announce that I have made it through my first official hurricane. Yay. Whew, that was very interesting. First of all, I guess I, I'm sort of exaggerating a little bit. I think when I say I've made it through a hurricane, I really didn't. By the time it got to me, it was more like a tropical storm. <laughs> but I prepared. I had I bought a generator and I put it together and I fired it up. I even bought a gas can, had to buy oil put it in there myself. <laughs> I'm feeling very accomplished about this. I just want everybody to know. Everybody needs to know this about me. You know, I, I felt like a badass when I fired that thing up. I, I had my friend on the phone and I was talking to her and I, you know, I'm like, okay, here it goes. And <laughs> so I celebrated that small little victory. It was very fun. But I hope everybody else that experienced the hurricane is safe and okay. I don't really, like I said, consider myself having been through an my, my first official hurricane because by the time it hit where I am, most of it had dissipated and it was more just high winds and a lot of rain and all that good stuff. But uh, I still feel I still feel like a badass. And I feel like now I've been through just about everything except for a tornado. Being from California, gosh, I've been through wildfires and I've been through power outages, droughts, earthquakes. Everybody, you know, everybody that lived in California remembers, you know, the where they were at the Loma Prieta earthquake. That was a biggie. Woo, that was a big one. And just um, all that good stuff, all the natural disasters. So I'm sort of like uh, considering myself you know, now that I have a generator, I'm considering myself like a survivalist, like just north of a survivalist. Like I'm getting into that realm, you know, I'm having delusions of grandeur over here. Like I'm I'm bigger and more tough in my mind than I really am. But that's kind of normal for me. That's sort of modus operandi. I always uh, think I tend to think I'm a little tougher and maybe smarter than I really am. But anyway, it was uh, it was definitely an adventure and fun to go through. I don't know if you guys caught on social media. I did post a picture of my uh, sex toys charging in my uh, battery, you know, one of my inside 
satellite little battery things where you can recharge things and run things. So, I mean, I was fully ready. I I was going to run with the generator outside. You know, I could run most of the things in the house that I needed to. Probably not the air conditioner. That would that would probably be too much of a load on it. But everything really but the air conditioner and you know, all the good stuff. Internet, refrigerator, TV, charge things, lights. I probably wouldn't have been able to do any laundry, but that's okay. Where was I going? So, uh, and I definitely wanted to make sure that everything was charged up. And the first thing, no joke, that I just wanted to make sure was charged was all my sex toys because I didn't know how long I was going to be writing this out. (laughs) You know, you get bored. A girl needs to have some fun. I actually even talked to Goldie about, you know, we joked about being hunkered down during the storm, but he's got a dog and I have three little dogs and I just thought, nah, I don't need that. That might that might turn something fun that could be fun and sexy into a whole lot of aggravation. So passed on that. But anyways, the, you know, the other day I was also, I was chatting with someone to, over text and I was trying to come up with topics. I often ask, as I ask you guys, hey, you know, what do you want me to talk about? What do you, what's important to you? I always want to know. I love the feedback. You know, I always love your ideas and, and things when you tell me that, you'd want me to do a show on a certain thing. You know, I always research it and take it to heart. So I was texting with a friend. I threw this out there and and he he came back with, <laughs> he said, I said, um, give me some good topics to podcast about. You know, I, uh, what do you think? What, what's rolling around in that head of yours? And he says, females lack of self-knowledge of their own sexuality and body is blamed on the majority of the male population. It's never the woman that's lousy in bed. And I kind of was like, huh, okay, obviously he's, bumping into that or bumping up against that or seeing it a lot. I don't know, out there in the running across it, wherever he's doing his thing. But I thought about that for a little bit. And I don't know if that I've ever really been with someone that I thought was lousy in bed. I wouldn't stay with them if they were lousy in bed. They would just be gone. That would have, It would have been like one and done. Or I can't think of any time that I really blamed anyone for my lack of enjoyment and if I wasn't into that person. Yeah, I always, I guess I always kind of looked inward. Like when I would have a weird, awkward sexual experience, I would think, huh, that was weird. You know, I would sit and like ponder it. And I know I I had something similar when I was with, oh my gosh, what's that guy's name? Now I don't even remember his nickname anymore. <laughs> That's terrible. It was probably a couple summers ago. I know I talked about him on the podcast and I, maybe I didn't give him a nickname. But anyway, the first time we had sex, it was just kind of off. Like everything was off. He was trying to, he was trying to dominate me and he just made all kinds of little foibles and faux pas. And he pulled my butt plug out like mid-stroke and then tried to start having anal sex with me without asking. He was trying to give me the, you know, who's your daddy talk and who owns this pussy. And this is the first time we were even having sex. And I just thought, what? Where is this guy coming from? And it was distracting. I mean, I still managed to get mine, you know, but he kept switching up positions right as I was on the edge and sort of messing with my orgasmic flow. And, uh, you know, he had a big dick. So I'm like, just listen, buddy. I know how to use that. Okay. Let me just use your dick. Okay. Stop screwing it up. So that was my first encounter with him. And I left and I remember thinking, huh, that was not that great. It was okay, but it wasn't, wasn't the kind of sex I was used to having and with someone. And it just, everything about it kind of seemed off. So I had, uh, you know, he of course wanted to, you know, he had a good time and he wanted to do it again. And so I, I remember thinking like in the shower as I'm going through my getting ready ritual and I'm doing all my stuff that 
I went there with an intention. I was just like, that was not that fun for me. And I'm not going down like that. You know, it's not going to go down like that again. And I knew that I was going there specifically to right that wrong. (laughs) I was going to take control of the situation and tell this guy what he needed to do. And so when I got there, he immediately starts in with the same old talk and trying to kind of grab me by the neck. And he knew that I was into dominant men and that I got off on the, you know, the DS dynamic. And it was clear though, after the first time that he really knew nothing about that dynamic. He probably only knew what, you know, what he'd been doing because he learned it from porn. Other, I I had surmised that other women just, nobody ever said anything to him about it or corrected him. But today was his day to get a correction because I'm not going to have shitty sex. I don't want to have shitty sex. So I immediately jumped into my dominant mode and I told him to get the fuck up against the wall, get his dick card, and I'm going to show him how to get me off. And I was bossy about it. And I took control and it was fun. And it wasn't, it wasn't adversarial. It was just me turning this around. Like I got to get my hands around this. I got to get a handle on this. I can't, I don't want another session the way it went last time. And there's no way he would know without me showing him and telling him and also doing it in a fun, playful way. So nobody got their feelings hurt. We had a great session that time and it was fantastic. So I want to start just kind of go to basics here. I do know that as I, after this subject was brought, brought up to me, I just, you know, I, out of curiosity, I did a little Googling and I did see a lot of statistics that said from various places, articles, research, whatever, that typically women are less satisfied sexually than men are. When it comes to sex, they're just men report a higher sexual satisfaction. And I'm kind of wondering, okay, how can that be? If it takes two to tango and one person says it's bad and the other person's enjoying it, maybe they're oblivious or not understanding where their partner's at, so on, you know, so on and so forth. But I think, you know, we all know that sex is not just a straightforward line. It's not A to B. It's it's complicated and there's a lot that goes into it. But I was still kind of sad. I wasn't surprised, but I was really sad to see that that is it's true. What my friend said and what he, you know, what he was hinting at or nibbling around the edges, you know, it. I believe there's truth to it. And I want to start and focus on the women, I think, because I'm a woman and... I got a lot to say about this. And I know that this will resonate with women. And, you know, have you ever heard that saying, first know thyself? Well, it's true. It's true for everything. And it's true for your your sexuality. And I mean, it definitely goes, look, it goes for both men and women. I'm not saying that every guy is great. Every guy's not great. But I feel that men in general, from my experience, want to have good sex and they genuinely want to please you. And I don't think I've ever come across a man that was just a complete selfish prick in the bedroom. I I guess my picker's decent, you know. Fortunately, I can't say that that's the case. I do find that men derive a lot of pleasure from your pleasure. They love that. They get off on that shit. It's great for their ego. It fucking pumps it up. They love it all day long. And why wouldn't they? And I do too. I love knowing that, you know, I rock my partner's world and that I'm good for him and he enjoys being with me and that it's hot. I mean, I'm not I'm not showing up to be a B minus, you know, fuck that. No. I'm I'm I got an ego too. 
You know, I want, I want, when you have sex with me, seriously, I want it to be an experience. I mean, I want you to be blown away. It doesn't have to be some big production every time, but the quality should be there. And so why do I think, why do I think I do that well? Well, you know, because I focused on myself first. And I'll be honest, when I started, I didn't just, I didn't know, I really didn't know my body very well. I did, but I have mastered it. And actually, no, I'm going to take that back. I'm going to take that back. I haven't mastered it, but I, and I don't know if I ever will, because I think your body, your sexuality, that thing is always changing and growing and it expands. But the problem is you never put anything into it in the first place. And then if you expect someone to come along and know you better than you know yourself or teach you things or somehow your ability to have good sex is dependent on whether or not your partner's any good, you're going to be letting yourself down. I mean, I know that at the end of the day, I'm going to, I'm going to make it as good as I possibly can, even if it's one-sided and, you know, they're not doing the right things. I'm still going to tell them how to do the right things. I'm going to tell them what I like. I'm going to grab their hips, grind on their pubic bone and pull them in close and whatever I need to do, I'm going to reach down and touch my clit. I'm going to bring my sex toys. I know how to get off. Now, hopefully, again, we come to, it's not, doesn't have to be one-sided, right? We come together and I'm bringing my A game and he's bringing his A game. And then, you know, it gets knocked out of the park. But I can say that I've gotten so much feedback from men over the years that really want to know how to have great sex with their partners, but they just don't know what their partner likes. And of course they don't because they're not mind readers and we're all wired differently. And that is definitely a two-way street. But I do find men trying to be observant. And I feel like they pick up on it faster. And ladies, if we're not putting out any cues or we don't even know ourselves well enough, if we don't know our bodies well enough and we're waiting for someone to come along and teach us, we're going to be super disappointed. And we're no, you know, and and it's not, if that's the case, it's not surprising, you know, that we wouldn't be that into sex, that after we maybe popped a few kids out, we would be like, eh, not so much fun anymore. I got what I want. I got my babies. I did my thing. (laughs) And now, and now I'm done with that. It's just not that fun. Well, it is fun. It actually is. It's very fun. And it's very bonding for you and your partner or partners, but you really have to, you have to be knowledgeable enough about your own body to to be able to express that and and to and share that with your partner and it's it's actually fun i mean let's say you are at ground zero who cares if you really if you're looking at yourself in the mirror and you're going you know what layla's right i really don't know my body that well i've just been playing the wish and hope game hoping that i come across a partner that has his uh, crystal ball and he automatically knows what i want and need without me telling him he's just going to touch me and the you know the the seas are going to part and the hills are alive with the sound of music it doesn't work that way it, it's unfortunate i think we've been fed that bullshit a little bit and you know you see it it's we don't get an accurate representation of course in movies it's like these total strangers. I always watch, you know, when you watch people have sex for the first time and you're watching them and, and she's coming and I'm like, that's not fucking real. <laughs> she, no, very seldom do I, 
Well, I shouldn't say very seldom, but there's times when the first time I'm with somebody and I'm just getting to know their body and they're getting to know mine, it's harder for me to have an orgasm. And I'm very orgasmic. So I think it's normal when you're first kind of finding your way with someone, you know, that it's just not natural. It's not always intuitive what that other person's needs are. And you owe it to yourself to, first of all, master your own body because then you can always have good sex no matter what, no matter whether your partner's good or not. It's always going to be something fun and enjoyable. If he is Let's just say he has no clue and he doesn't know what to do. If you're a if you're good at pleasuring yourself, you can masturbate on his dick. I have said it plenty of times on this show. Masturbate on his dick. Get off. Have fun. Let loose. If he's get, he gets to watch that, believe me, he's going to think you are everything's great. <laughs> you are having great sex. And then you can also talk to him and tell him what you like and be verbal and vocal, you know, and do it in the bedroom and do it more importantly out of the bedroom. Watch some porn together. Make a bucket list. Show him what's on that bucket list. Tell him what you've always wanted to try. I can remember, you know, I've got two funny little stories when I was younger. And this is just the difference between what you think about sex and what you believe about it when you're younger and inexperienced versus now. When I was 18, I had my first orgasm with penis to vagina penetration with my boyfriend at the time. But I was the one who made it happen. I was reading Cosmo, as you guys know. I I was a big fan of Cosmo. It's how I found my G-spot and how I had my first orgasm. And they were talking about this method called the CAT method, C-A-T. It's it's short for coital something, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Anyway, I showed him that article. I'm like, look at, look at this. Okay, I want to try this. I didn't have to sit there and say, when we're having sex, I don't have an orgasm. Obviously, I wasn't having an orgasm because I wasn't faking it. But he was young and I was young. And so, you know, you got two young, basically children messing about trying to make something happen. Of course, something happens for him because he's a dude. It's easy. Women are different. And I didn't know my body that well. I knew how to masturbate. I knew how to make myself come. But I was too embarrassed to touch myself in front of him when we were having sex. I certainly could have done that, but I wasn't quite there yet. But what I was comfortable with was saying, let's try this, what I saw in this article. This looks like it will feel really good. It will be a lot of fun. Of course he was all about it. Hell yes. So we do it and boom, first time out of the gate. Yes, I'm coming on his cock. It felt amazing. Like I said, that was my first time actually coming with a cock inside of me. And I could feel both the sensations, all the pleasure that I got all at once. It was better than solo play. I was with him. We were, you know, quote unquote, in love back then, you know, puppy love, whatever you want to call it. And it was great. And from, you know, from there, I think I really kind of knew, okay, yeah, I need to, it's it's my responsibility. You know, it's my responsibility. The next instance was, you know, when I ran across the first guy that was really good at oral and I was about 22. And he was, you know, everybody dates a guy they're not supposed to. He was that guy. And like my family was like, oh my God. You know, like when, when I had him over for the holidays, they're like, Jesus. I mean, I had to like literally dress him up and like take him shopping. I'm like, you, you can't come to my family's like formal Christmas without looking a certain way. <laughs> So, you know, I mean, he was he was in a band. He rode a motorcycle. You know, I mean, he was just had tattoos. I mean, it was definitely like wrong side of the tracks, mishmash. But 
I, it was the oral sex that got me. Like, seriously, that's why I would not have stayed his girlfriend that long. I wouldn't, I, I would not have stayed his girlfriend that long, but he was so good at it. And I remember that's why I didn't want to break up with him because I was so worried that I would never find anybody that I really just thought, okay, I'm never going to have great oral sex like this. I would get to sit on his face and he would just, oh my, I mean, he just knew right where to put me and set me. And yes, he was, it was good. Very, very good. <laughs> Still some of the best I've ever had, to be honest with you. And there's obviously, it's gotten better. I mean, there's there's definitely men that have matched and surpassed that, but, but he's up there. He's on a short list. And I thought, again, you know, thinking like, oh, I'm never, you know, I'm never going to find anybody else that does it this way. But here's the thing. He, I learned from him what I like. And then when I realized, hey, I just need to tell somebody else how to do this, then they can do it. Then things started to happen. But if you're not comfortable, and a lot of women aren't, I mean, I want to, I don't, I I sort of want to put the pressure on women, but I also want to take it off in the sense that we don't get a great education and there aren't a lot of resources out there for young women when they're learning about sex and their bodies. Now, I was fortunate enough that, as you guys have heard me talk about on this show before, that my mom was way, way open with me, way more open than I really, (laughs) than I wanted at that point. I mean, like the moment she told me about sex, I I just, I'll never forget it. I was so (laughs) uncomfortable and I didn't want to be talking to my mom about this stuff at that age, but she set the stage. I mean, really just kudos to her. She set the stage for me to know that this is something that's supposed to be pleasurable. This is something that two people that love each other do. There's orgasms involved, that you need to be with a partner that's not selfish, that cares about your pleasure, that you can express yourself and really say anything or ask any questions that I had pertaining to sex, that there was an open door policy. And when I started having sex, I you know, told my mom, of course, you know, I told her and there was no shaming. It was just, yes, okay. You know, making sure you're using protection, all the, you know, and just being very supportive and asking me if I was having orgasms and, you know, and just being overall uh, just a good support for me. So I know a lot of women have grown up with guilt and shame and all kinds of, you know, and mis treatment around it and abuse and just trauma. You know, there's there's a lot of weird stuff that, that goes on, but you can't really, it's either going to have a stranglehold on you forever and it's going to stop you from enjoying your own pleasure, which you're entitled to, or you're going to put your foot down and say, no, this is my body. I want, you know, I want to have great sex, great, amazing sex, and you put some effort into it. And that means you have to educate yourself. When I started doing this podcast and I listened to myself in the very beginning, I really kind of thought I was, I didn't consider myself an expert, but you know, I just didn't know what I didn't know back then. And turns out there's a lot I didn't know, a fuck ton that I did not know. And just in trying to educate myself and be more open, find different partners, have different experiences. I have learned so much. It's unbelievable. And I'm still learning. I feel like I'm just scratching the surface. I know there's different layers. It's like anything in your life, you will get out of it what you're willing to put into it. So if you think you're having not great of a sex life with your partner, you have to take your 
responsibility in that. It's your body. How do you want someone to touch it? How many orgasms do you want? And for God's sakes, if you are faking, stop. That's a lie. It's sort of like a lie of intimacy, I'll tell you. I know we don't think of it that way. I know a lot of times if you're faking it, you're thinking, I don't want to hurt that other person's feelings. No, tackle the short-term uncomfortableness to handle the truth so that you can get to the good stuff because you're just standing in your own way. If you fake it, he's going to think what he's doing is right or she, and you don't want more of that. So stop putting out the faking an orgasm because it's all you're going to do is draw to you more of the stuff that's not turning you on and that is not working. So start with masturbating a lot. You will learn so much through your own self-pleasure and take some classes. I love to learn new things, new techniques. What is your sexual IQ? Many of us, it's low and it's not our fault. It's just, it is what it is. Get a handle on it because you can have a lot of fun. You can start looking at your partner like a sex object again, even though maybe you haven't for a very long time. You can be that hot, slutty chick that he fell for or, you know, vice versa. You know, he was this just total stud. I mean, that rocked your fucking world. And, you know, I mean, you you can have that again, that chemistry, all that. It's there, but it won't happen unless you're willing to do the work. And I know that sounds fun. This is the unfun side about it. But <laughs> learning and practicing, it's not drudgery. It's a whole heck of a lot of fun. So you kind of have to, first of all, Be honest with yourself and admit, you know, how well do you really know yourself? I mean, how many hours have you studied about it? And have you invested in your education? That's why I love to bring really great people on here that have courses and products and things like that. I mean, I benefit from it because I'm curious, right? I love to pick their brains and talk about it. And I'm just always on a quest for more sexual knowledge. I am thirsty for that. I want to find the next level. I absolutely love it. It's changed me as a woman. Having a command over my sexuality and understanding and knowing the way my body works makes me feel powerful. I mean, I don't know any other way to put it, but so fucking powerful. And when you start improving that area of your of your life, you're powerful in other areas too. There's like, there's nothing that you're not wanting to do for yourself. It's great when you then match up with somebody that shares your love and passion for sex and good sex, because that's when it gets, I mean, that's when it goes off the charts. But if you have if you're not meeting your partner where they're at sexually then it becomes inequitous and you know and then you have problems and then they want it more than you and it's just there is a constant battle but the first thing you know and if you find yourself in that situation i highly highly recommend that you do not weaponize it we have to stop weaponizing sex against our partners meaning well i would want to do this more if whatever that is fill in the blanks yeah, I'm not in the mood because you don't take out the garbage or you leave your clothes on the floor or the toilet seat up or you don't do anything with the kids or you're this or you're that. Ladies, I'm going to say this. We are the smarter of the sexes. (laughs) There, I said it. You have the power. You have the control. You can, men respond so quickly to attention, affection, 
love. You know, they need all that stuff too. And for them, the way they equate it is through sex. So if you're not giving, the minute you start giving them that and letting them experience you that way, and then it's not obligatory and then it's not something you fight about and it's not something that you do a couple times a month because you have to. I mean, nobody wants to fuck a dead fish. I mean, that's how awful, how awful. And I understand how you can get there. Trust me, I do. I mean, I was, I went completely no sex. Sexless wasn't on my radar for three and a half years. I understand. I wasn't denied. There was nobody that other than me that was really affected by that, you know, that I was in a committed relationship with. So I didn't pass on that lack of desire to anybody. But my God, I could just imagine what it would have been if I would have, you know, how that would feel to somebody. If I sit and put put those shoes on for a minute and think about, you know, as women, we're very sensitive, you know, like what if if we knew that our partner wasn't attracted to us or didn't want us and, you know, find us desirable, we would be crushed. So you kind of have to think about what the unintended consequences of what your actions are, especially when it comes to sex with your partner. But this is so easy to turn around and it's so easy to make it fun and bonding. And, you know, or maybe you just want to do it by yourself. That's fine too. You can even tell your guy, hey, you know what? I'm going to start masturbating more and I'm going to start exploring my sexuality and I'm going to start taking some classes and I'm going to turn myself into the naughtiest, biggest slut you have ever seen and I'm all yours. But let me do that. Let me figure this out. I want to really be a 10 in bed and do that for yourself because it feels really good and you're never uncomfortable. It's never awkward to say, you know, I get people always say, well, how do I tell my partner? Whatever it is, fill in the blanks. This doesn't feel good. Or I don't like that. Or I really want them to do this. Again, you, it's, it really is easy because you're very seldom, I mean, unless you're asking for something way out there, your partner's probably going to be receptive, especially if he's a man. He's For the most part, men are just so, so easy. They're the easy ones when it comes to sex. Women, we're so in our head and we love to, you know, overcomplicate it. But it's just as simple as doing, like I gave the example earlier, you showing him an article going, you know what? I came across this the other day. This looks hot. Like I really think I could come really hard this way. Do you want to try it? (laughs) What what do you think his response is going to be? He's going to absolutely love it and love you for wanting to put that effort in. And the minute that he sees that you're doing that for you as a couple, oh, I'm telling you that he'll, the garbage is going to go out. These extra little things are going to be done for you. Your guy, your man wants to slay dragons for you. You just have to make sure that you're not doing things that, that bring extra you know, strife and complication into your relationship. And I get it that some some people just absolutely are not sexual. And if that's the case, that's a different conversation. But that's something you need to be honest about too. If it's not anything that they're doing wrong, if it's not that they're bad in bed, then you may, you know, you might have some other issues. It could be hormones. There's a lot of things. But if it's just that you're uncomfortable in your own skin and you don't see yourself sexually and you don't think that you are one big turn on. If you don't think that you can just give him a sideways glance, you don't feel comfortable going, I know I could look, I can look at him a certain way and boom, make him hard, make him rock hard. Then you're just, you're not comfortable with your sexuality. 
if that saying that and believing it and feeling it and knowing it is uncomfortable, it's just something you have to work on and something you can easily overcome. It's not hard to do. There's so many resources out there. I mean, I've got my, you know, I've got my sex bucket list tutorial. It'll get you going in the right direction. It doesn't matter what feels good, whether you're kinky or not, fetishes or not. You could be just as vanilla as you want to be. But pleasure for you and your partner is something that you owe it to yourself to really want to focus on and get good at. I don't mean okay at, good at. This is something for you too. Oh my gosh. I mean, orgasms make me feel fabulous. If I'm in a bad mood, orgasm. If I'm grumpy, orgasm. If I'm late, orgasm. Got five minutes in between, you know, one call and the next, have an orgasm. It's just, do I, if I really want to, if I'm feeling super sexual and no one else is around, I will make fucking love to myself or I will fuck myself depending on my mood. Am I going to be nasty? I'll treat myself like a naughty little slut if I have to. It's fun. So again, going kind of going back to the females, what was said by my friend here, the females lack of self-knowledge of their own sexuality. There's some truth to that. Women just, they know, I think a lot of times they know, but they they don't know how to say it or they're in, embarrassed to say it because nobody said, you know, we don't get a lot of messages in society that this stuff's okay, that this is natural and normal and healthy and a huge part of who we, who we are as human beings. And I hope that that's changing. I believe it is changing. I see, you know, a lot of millennials being way more open and seems like they're way more sexual. Now, whether or not, the only thing I don't know for sure is, are the women really in charge and having orgasms? Because if women are having orgasms during sex with their partners, they're going to want to do it, period. If you're, as a you know, I'll say this to men. If you, if your partner has, is having sex with you and she is, appears to be orgasming or you believe she's orgasming. Now, if you, if you're not making that happen or you're not an active part of making that happen, maybe she's not. And if you don't, if you don't know how she's making it happen, then there's a high probability that she might just be faking it just to pacify you, not hurt your feelings. It's no bad intention, but you know, women will do this stuff. I mean, you know, I have done it myself a couple of times. As an adult, I do not. But you know, when I was younger, sure, did it a little bit. Sometimes you just kind of want to get it over with or whatever. You're not going to come. So, you know, and you know, the guy is, the guy is sitting there waiting for you because they're so conscious of wanting to please you. They're waiting for you. So you fake it. And then it's like, he knows, okay, now it's my turn. Okay, good. She's satisfied. Now I can satisfy myself. This in the big picture, in the grand scheme, ladies, it doesn't help. It just makes it, it really just makes it worse. Now you've made two problems where really there didn't even have to be one because you could just say, I don't come that way. I don't come with penis to vagina penetration. I come with by touching me here, touching me there. And and there's no shame even in not even knowing how you orgasm regularly. You know, I don't know my body that well. We explore it with me. Let's figure it out because I really want to be good at this and I want to have amazing sex. And, you know, I want to be satisfied. I want you to be satisfied. It's just something that you have to be. <laughs> I always wonder how people end up in relationships, but it's like they cannot talk to each other. What is that about? Do not worry about hurting someone's feelings. Do not worry about being and thinking that you have to lie to them. It's going to be worse if you do. Like I said, it's sort of a, Intimate betrayal, I think, if you're faking 
And that's how it would feel. You know, that's how it does feel. I've, you know, men tell me this, like their partner finally, finally, after years, will tell them, oh my gosh, I, you know, I've been faking it this whole time. You know, no, that yeah, wasn't, wasn't true. And I mean, that's crushing. Like I would, I just imagine how, what, what would I think if somebody told me that? I would probably take it at, at this point, though, I have to say, I'd probably take it pretty well. I'd probably be like, okay, well, we, what do we got to do to make it happen? You know, like, how do we make it happen? You know, I don't want my sexual interactions with anybody to be less than stellar. I, I take pride. <laughs> Take pride in my sexual prowess. And I think women need to too. You know, more women need to feel like, fuck yeah, I'm a beast in the bedroom. Watch out. Don't tell me you're going to rock my world. I'm going to fucking rock yours. So it's a two way street, buddy. And men love this. They really do. A woman that knows her body and can say, whatever, you know, get down there and eat my pussy. No, suck that clit really hard right there. You know, don't stop. I'm going to come. I mean, you just, I get excited just even saying it. Like, (laughs) I'm probably going to have to take one of my uh, charged up vibrators that I did on my battery pack in case the, I had my vibrators charged and ready to go during the hurricane in case I needed to pass the time with the power outage. I was ready for anything, but I knew when it came to charging the essentials, like cell phone, check, iPad, check. Vibrator check. Actually, a couple of vibrators check. You know, I was ready. I was. I was not going to be. I didn't know. You know, I didn't know what I didn't know. It was my first hurricane. I didn't know how severe it was going to be. I didn't know how long we were going to be without power. But all I knew was I was going to have fun. If I was stuck with no power, I was not going to be bored. I was going to be titillated. So anyway, guys, ladies, it's not. It's not his responsibility to know your body better than you do. You can educate him to know it as well as you do. And if you don't know it well, then you're only educating him to not know it well. And that's why you suck in bed. (laughs) Don't suck in bed. That's terrible. You need it, ladies. Come on, let's woman up here. We cannot have this. I mean, literally, we can control the whole sexual environment. We really do control the whole sexual environment. And it's within our power to make it great. And it's within our power to make it really shitty. And then also something that turns into just a big old mess between you and your partner. And that's that's not okay. Don't do that to yourself and don't do that to them. So again, I'm going to go back to what I said. Just start by, you know, start by mastering yourself first. Communicate with your partner. You got to hold your own feet to the fire. If you can't talk about it, why are you doing it? You have no business getting sexual with someone if you can't bring your A game. And why wouldn't you want to bring your A game? So I hope that helps. I hope I sort of gave some food for thought. I don't know that I have the the magic pill for it. I know it's hard to undo all of the crap we've been fed. And I will say, you know, in women's defense, we don't get, we are not encouraged the same way men are to touch ourselves. Your penises are way more validated than our vaginas. We don't get good education really anywhere. It's not spoken about. It's just generally, you're either going to get it from your parents in the very beginning, and they're going to kind of set the stage for you or not, or you're going to figure it out or not. But there's just really no surefire way. It's not one of those things that is considered necessary, I think, to raising a healthy human being, but it is. It is necessary 
to raising a healthy human being because this is why the satisfaction rate is so low and why it's such a problem among couples. I would say, you know, sex is more of a problem between couples than finances. And that's a big problem a lot of times. That's one of the things that people fight about most money, but I think they probably fight about sex even more or the lack of someone wants it more than the other. They're not getting it. Again, we just did not, you know, we did not get the education. We weren't given the vocabulary. We weren't given access to proper information on, you know, how our bodies work. I mean, fuck, I didn't even know. I did not even know truly what a clitoris looked like under what a clit was other than the little bean or or what we physically see on the outside. I did not know that it had legs and it was how big it was underneath all that and what was going on. And then once I saw the anatomy, I'm like, oh my God, no wonder. No wonder putting pressure here feels really good. No wonder pressure on the pubic bone feels really good. No wonder pressure on either side of my labia feels really good. This makes perfect sense. I see now because it's not just that one little point. Your whole pussy is like the whole exterior there of your labia everywhere, everywhere, your whole vagina. It's like one big penis head. It's sensitive. Touch it a certain way here. Boom. This can happen. Touch a certain way there. Boom. That can happen. Layer this on top. Layer the, you know, touching the G spot on the inside while you're, you know, getting pressure, pressure areas on the outside. Whoa, holy shit. You're going to have an orgasm that's going to make your fucking head pop off. And there's so many different ways to come. We got that wonderful big clitoris because it's supposed to be used. It is there. It's not this small little mystery thing that we can't figure out. We can, and we should, and we deserve it. All right. Enough of that. I'll get off my soapbox now. All right, everyone. Well, I hope this changed some minds. I hope this sparked some thought. I hope that, you know, there's some women that are going to be like speeding home to get with their partner and start experimenting and start making it better and vow to yourself that that's what you're going to do. Between now and the end of the year, why don't you start planning on going into the new year with a kick-ass fucking sex life? Okay, everyone. Well, hope everyone's staying happy, healthy, and safe. Love you guys. Don't forget, curiousgirldiaries.com. Leave me a voicemail. Click on the pink tab on the right-hand side. It's my favorite thing. I love to hear from you guys. I love getting to know you. And, uh, you know, I'm here so you can uh, ask me anything you want. Okay, take care. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you hear, refer me to a friend. And make sure you're following me on social media. Also, go to the website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com and join my subscribers only list for access to exclusive content. And as usual, questions or comments, you can always email me at curiousgirl at thecuriousgirldiaries.com.